Last week, President Trump ignited a firestorm of controversy when he referred to Haiti and countries in Africa as, quote, shithole countries. Okay, so define shithole. Is it like Trump Marina shithole, Trump Taj Mahal shithole, or the kind of shithole you give a porn star 130 grand of hush money not to talk about what you like inside of it? Yes, that's right. The Wall Street (laughs) Journal is reporting that adult film star Stormy Daniels she has some great work. Had a years-long affair with a then-married Donald Trump, and that she was paid $130,000 to keep quiet about it. Begging the question, who could potentially be more embarrassed by this affair, Donald Trump or Stormy Daniels? <laughs> <laughs> when asked about his comments on preferring immigrants from countries such as Norway, President Trump said, I want them to come in from everywhere. Then he uncrossed his fingers from behind his back. Sunday morning, Hawaiian residents were awakened to a mistakenly sent text alert that warned, Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. A retraction was not set for 38 minutes, at which point about half of all Hawaiians were disappointed to realize they had another three years of the Trump administration, while the other half shrugged it off with a, No worries, brah. Hang loose. (laughs) Japan's public broadcaster sent out a false warning of a North Korean missile just three days after Hawaii residents received an an errorist message. In other words, North Korea missile warnings are the new pleas for help from a stranded Nigerian prince. Earlier today, President Trump met with the president of Kazakhstan, which meant that his staff spent the long weekend repeatedly preparing him to meet with President Nursultan Narazabev and not Borat. (laughs) (laughs) Lifetime is creating a TV movie about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's relationship called Harry and Meghan, The Royal Love Story. They may take some creative liberties, uh, like when Meghan gets abducted after walking home from cheerleader practice. (laughs) Steve Bannon testified today to the House Intelligence Committee investigating Russian interference in the U.S. presidential election. That's last year. The testimony was held behind closed doors, but if you listen closely, with every passing moment that there's no leaks from the testimony, you can hear the mainstream media gradually losing their erection. (laughs) (laughs) Upcoming changes to Facebook's algorithm will make it unlikely you'll see opposing political views to your own. No matter... I prefer to get my dose of thought-provoking, hard-hitting journalism straight from Snapchat. The Trump administration (laughs) is withholding $65 million in funding to the United Nations agency responsible for helping Palestinian refugees. The lack of funding appears to be an honest mistake because the Trump administration thought the money was meant for the Jews. (laughs) (laughs) A psychologist has developed a test to predict how likely a person is to sexually harass others. First question on the test is, do you wear Axe body spray? Not anymore. Yesterday was a day of remembrance for Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., which President Trump spent playing golf. Now, to the president's credit, he characterized this as an homage to our only black president, President Obama, who spent the majority of his time on the golf course. Mm. (laughs) James Franco has been accused of inappropriate sexual behavior, and even that news couldn't keep him from squinting and snickering. President Trump's physician, Navy doctor Ronnie Jackson, says that the president achieved a perfect score on a cognitive test, which was included in last Friday's medical checkup. Dr. Jackson also repeatedly blinked out the Morse code for SOS, but I'm sure that doesn't mean anything, right? (laughs) Police in Arizona arrested an 80-year-old man for armed bank robbery. 
The man ordered bank employees to hand over the money and also help him adjust the volume on his dang phone. According to Gallup, President Trump has averaged a 39% approval rating during his first year in office, a full 10 points lower than the previous low of 49% held by Bill Clinton. Upon being presented with the numbers, President Trump laughed. See, I told you I do everything better than the Clintons. Uh, former Wall Street executive Phil Murphy succeeded Chris Christie as New Jersey's governor this afternoon, promising to transform the state into a liberal beacon that fights back against President Donald Trump. As for Chris Christie, why, of course, he'll go back to his career as a backup dancer for Britney Spears. <laughs> now, this is one of those moments where you have to pretend we had a budget and we were able to do, like, a mock-up Photoshop where you see Chris Christie on stage in tight black leather jumpsuit behind Britney. <laughs> but we didn't have that. <laughs> An elderly California couple caught with more than $300,000 worth of marijuana during a cross-country road trip uh, told authorities they wanted to give the pot out as Christmas gifts. Police also confiscated their cans of Doritos flavored Ensure. <laughs> There's a Tide Pod challenge going around YouTube, causing teens to put detergent pods in their mouths and post the videos online. You've got to admit, that's better than your grandparents' teen antics of drunk driving and beating up minorities. <laughs> After serving for several months as a prison for the country's elite caught up in a government crackdown on corruption, the Ritz-Carlton in Dubai may be reopening its, its doors in time for Valentine's Day. What better way to spend the night somewhere that was an actual prison in order to commemorate the figurative prison that is modern dating? <laughs> How would you know? Uh, I hear things. <laughs> Kira Knightley prefers acting in period pieces because she feels the way women are portrayed in modern-day films is distasteful. Wait, what's wrong with making every female character a nagging lunatic, says Judd Apatow. And finally, temperatures in Russia's remote Yakita region hit minus 88.6 degrees Fahrenheit today, which honestly, this is the first compelling argument I've heard in favor of Russian interference in our 2016 election because... God, what else do they have to do? The Trump <laughs> Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right. That's right. Welcome to the Trump Report. It is I, Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. And you can, of course, follow the show at Trump Report ABTV. That's where you can keep up with what we're up to. And uh, there wasn't really a song with the word shithole in it, so I settled for 30 Days in the Hole by Humble Pie. Uh, we have a star-studded panel because our sometimes regular, our number one alternate Brooksalees on Twitter at Brooksalees TV is sitting to my left, camera I am right. Back, baby, and I'm so glad to be back because there's so much to talk about, and I'm glad we have this background music because I'm feeling it tonight. Um, <laughs> wait, there's a lot to talk about this week. I thought that this was going to just be a week where we talked about movies you know, and our favorite TV shows. It's kind of every week, but what can uh, we do? And thanks as always to our friend Tamara Brown at Hey Tamara for uh, joining me in some mirth at the top of the show. Uh, at Hey Tamara underscore what on did Twitter. I say? Just at Hey Tamara. Uh -huh. That's what it should be. <laughs> That's but somebody stole. So That's the one. That. I'm trying to help that person. Yeah. Okay, they need more followers. <laughs> uh, and special guest on the far end of the desk, a return visit. I guess he didn't have anything else to do tonight. <laughs> Mr. Royal Oaks, at Royal Oaks, uh, KNBC TV legal analyst. And uh, there's a, a better credit for your day job, but I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. 
Always a pleasure to be here, Christian, and great stuff, guys. I have to say, though, a thank you note to Donald Trump, perhaps, is an order from you and all comedians on the planet. I mean, anybody who wants to tell a joke, these are, these are good times, you know? Gratitude. Uh, what, yeah, once you can get past the point of, uh, you know, people who want to cry about the state of the world, it, it, all you can do is laugh, and oh, there is a lot to laugh It took a while about. to get there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's a lot to talk about. Uh, oh, and in the booth, as always, uh, Anthony, at D. When you have a moment, if you can show us our friends in the chat, because I want to know what Shareable Texas is up to. Yeah. I feel like he's very excited because somebody's on the panel tonight. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Hope he's here uh, tonight. I, well, he tweeted at me that uh, he thought I put the... Well, I did put the time up wrong. We're at regular time. It was last week that we were early. In any case, so many things to talk about. Um, so uh, let's let's start off with the, the shithole comment, which I actually think is a bit... Uh, another instance of some genius on the part of President Trump, because that uh, porn star story was definitely swirling around just before that, and uh, starting to bubble up. And it's like, oh, I know how to make everybody not talk about that. I'm going to call Haiti a shithole. And to his, to his credit, he I'm sure feels like it is. And I don't know. I mean, here's the thing too: is because you look around on the internet, people are just like, oh, so wait, we're supposed to be afraid that he calls this country a shithole, and they show pictures of it, and like. They're, like, only a few years removed from a terrible, devastating earthquake. And he's the president. He could, you know, I'm sure other presidents have said that, you know, behind closed doors when it's not a room full of people. And, you know, where's the recording of this? Anyway, I'll start with Royal because he's our guest. You hear this, and we can't be surprised by anything President Trump does at this point, but uh, give us your reaction and what you think the ramifications could be. Well, first, of course, he's just clueless. For him to say anything like that in a public setting or a semi-public setting, Oval Office meeting with Democrats present, is totally idiotic. Now, your point about maybe it was to distract attention from the porn star stuff, actually, it may have done that, but it was also bad for him because you may remember a couple of days before the shithole comment, he actually had one of the best days of his presidency where he sat in a meeting with a bunch of folks around around the cabinet table, and he actually sounded like he knew what was going on. He was running the meeting. He was stroking his chin meaningfully. And you remember, he got really good reviews for that meeting with Durbin and the rest of them, and he squelched that story. That really turned around the whole idea of the guy's a nut. And so I I think bottom line is, of course, it was terrible. And it was bad enough for him to say, well, the countries like uh, Haiti and Africa, apparently he thinks Africa is a country, uh, are shitholes. But for him to then say, you know, we would like the people from Norway. I mean, that pretty much labels it as Mm -hmm. racist. So the thing I was confused about is apparently there is this country, Toiletistan, and so it actually could be referred to in the way that Trump did. (laughs) And the other news is Trump has officially referred to one of our states as a shithole, and of course that would be Louisiana. Okay, my career as a comedian's over. I'm going to hand it over (laughs) to the professionals. (laughs) Um, but uh, look, it's a good point uh, that uh, I, I don't think I don't think this even registers with him. And what he's learned at this point is just the louder you say that it didn't happen, it, it doesn't matter if it happened or not. Mm-hmm. All you do is you go after Dick Durbin because people who like you don't they don't care what Dick Durbin has to say about anything. You mean Dick Turbin? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, which would make him like him even less because he would be Dick Turbin. Uh, but uh, Tamara, your thoughts on on this? There's always the moment when you hear something and you're like, no, 
come on, really? Is this what we're going to talk about for the next week? The thing is, it does not matter. See, I don't know if it would. It, this was a strategic move to draw attention away from the porn star because that wouldn't. His followers are going to support him no matter what he does. This he's already gone above and beyond inappropriate as far as thoughtful, intelligent people are concerned. Like, I don't... There's nothing that he can do at this point. He could walk into a meeting with no pants on... I mean, but, which is just inevitable. It will happen at some point. Support yeah. him. Let's they hope for his sake. It's huge. Oh, <laughs> huge. Well, it's hope he has huge boxers on. That's <laughs> what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Good. I saw a funny meme though. I wish I could take credit for this, but it said, um, "Could somebody snag a piece of Donald Trump's real hair? I have to send it to my friend in Haiti. Don't ask questions." <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon fluffed it. That's so real. That's true. Well, I mean, there's something on his head. That doesn't mean right. it's real. I Wolverine. Mean, I think we know enough people uh, with plugs. Uh, in any case, uh, Brooke, your thoughts oh, on Oh, gosh. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned that his followers are going to like this, or it might have been strategic on their part in terms of that. They did say, the administration did say that he believed that his base will like this. Mm-hmm. But those that are opposed to him and those who might even be on the cuff of of trying to decide whether or not they think that President Trump is actually racist, I think this might go ahead and solidify it. I mean, let's think about it. This guy started his career with the birtherism theory. He's called Mexicans rapists. He now feels he said, like we shouldn't bring people in from predominantly defended black Defended the countries. Nazis. Some of them exactly. had some, some of them good are very points. Good people. I mean, I could go on people. and on and on. Back to the 70s uh, when he, you know, lost this... this um, the Fair Housing Act conviction that, that showed that he was discriminating. I mean, can we, do we just get it? He is racist. If you're questioning it, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. And, and like like um, Tamara said, it's obvious that he can do and say anything. And if you're supportive of him, you're supportive of him. And it's just sad. We've set such a low bar, as Royal said, that, that one day he just happened to be acting normal. Yep. I mean, it's well. That was really the day to really test his his sort of mental faculties. It's like, wait, he seems normal. He probably had an aneurysm. You know? <laughs> exactly. So I think that that exactly. was the day to check to make sure he was and, okay. And That's by the way, Ronnie Jackson should have been around. Yeah. Why would somebody from Norway come here when they have uh, what? Oh, yeah. Social, no, uh, uh, social health care. They've got every to, benefit to that the, we do not have. The Norwegians, the Swedish. I, I think that they they feel like. This country is a shithole. I mean, look, we've got 50 states. I don't want to give an exact number. There's a few of them that are that are shitholes. You know, Trump could have tried to concoct an explanation. First of all, uh, he can't do it now because he said, I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. So now he's caught in another lie. But he could have said, okay, I said it, but here's the explanation. I got nothing about uh, against Haiti or Africa or people of color, but people from Norway statistically, and I just met with the gal who runs the place because he had that joint meeting, they statistically far more frequently have the kind of jobs that we need. We can't take everybody in. If we do, A, we'll go broke, and then B, our enemies will kill us. That's just the reality. He could have said something like that and tried to suggest that he wasn't racist, and there's kind of a rational explanation there, but he could course he's not going down that path and if we all read the michael wolf book we know you know he doesn't read he doesn't really engage in critical thinking he is obsessed with how people think about him mm-hmm. and you know he's about as anti-presidential as anybody on the planet can, can i just say too i know we i probably want to speed this along but okay. um, uh i kind of wish i feel like it would be better for 
his uh, Republican supporters, if okay, when he did not release his tax returns at one point after after so many back and forth, he said like, "What? Well, I'm smart. That if if I found a way to not pay taxes, that makes me smart. If he's gonna be the this bad, crude, say what you will kind of guy, then just lean into it. Be like, yes, I call them shithole countries, and mm-hmm. stand behind it, like." It's weird that he does one thing and tries to be this, like, boorish, here, take me as I am, but then on the other hand, like, denies things that follow that character. So it's just kind of like, that's what's even more frustrating. It's like, if you're going to be this nobody-can-censor-me-I-say-what-I-want guy, then be that guy. His tweet attacking uh, Dick Durbin was actually sort of very telling because what he's really upset about is sort of betraying the trust of that that meeting. So even though he said that he didn't say it, to me that that tweet says like, hey, bro, that was like us Mm -hmm. talking behind closed doors. That's not supposed to come out, which is probably something that he's used to from, you know, his past life. Uh, But uh, it's just not the way it goes. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Who's really surprised that he would have said it? Even people who defended him. And, you know, some of the most staunch Trump supporters that I am at least social media friends with, uh, they do make the point of like, well, you know, I mean, there are a lot of shithole countries out there. And he referred to some of them. And it's like so they're they're willing to defend anything and everything. And we're past the point where there's a different standard for him than for anyone else. Because it's like, sure, you know, people can say that. You know, the host of Celebrity Apprentice can say this, but the president shouldn't. But now it's like, well, it's kind of the same thing, you know? And we know he wasn't referring to the country. We know he was referring to the people coming in from the country. I mean, it's obvious to put, it's easy to put A and B together with that. And supposedly there was a comment last year that everybody in Haiti has AIDS. So you see, he's he's clearly, (laughs) allegedly, it's always, always worth throwing that in there. So, uh, but you know, to to the to the real Trumpers, they're just like, okay, next, you know, let's, uh, you know, he got the got the tax break. So uh, what is it next? Uh, anyway, let's uh, see what's going on in in the chat. Uh, Shareable Texas, welcome. I just wish Democrats would make a video together denouncing this crap. Their individual tweets aren't good enough. We need exposure like Cory Booker has today uh, during the uh, the hearing. Uh, and I forget the the lady's name. I didn't make a good note of that. Where she said like, well, maybe he said it, but I didn't hear it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Cory Booker was definitely definitely wanted something to include in his you know exploratory committee video when he's running for president. A Democrat yeah. video would be so much fun. They could get Rick Astley, <laughs> Chuck, and Nancy to do a whole dance thing. A new Rick Rolling. So I don't Rick know if Nancy can move like that. I love it. I mean, the the, the never going to give you up dance, maybe Nancy can do that. But, uh, <laughs> sure she can. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. Well, you know, I mean, her body moves, but her face kind of stays in the same place. So, you know, it's tough. <laughs> what? So she didn't have plastic surgery. Uh, anyway, not, not too soon. But I think that, you know, when it comes to the idea of Shareable Texas that, you know, they make a video, you know who's going to watch that video? Democrats who mm. agree with that. So, you know, when it comes time in, what do we got now, 10 months, really, when people are going to vote in midterm elections, then we're going to be bombarded more than ever, especially anybody who lives in kind of swing state country. You're going to get just bombarded with some of the the most vile attack ads. And look, we've now established that you can say shithole on television. And usually the only shithole on television was Celebrity Apprentice. So it's ironic. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say it. And you know, <laughs> but, only, but only when Schwarzenegger hosted. <laughs> what are you going to say, In Ryan? 10 months, when the midterms hit, 
and the Republican Party craters because of Trump's unparalleled unpopularity. I'm predicting that guys are going to come out of the woodwork to challenge him. You're going to have Mitt Romney, who probably will yeah. have just won for the Senate in Utah. You're going to have Paul Ryan. You're going to have Rubio and Cruz. And the Republicans are going to have a hard choice. Never since the 1800s has a sitting president been turned away by his party. It almost happened in 76 when Reagan almost beat Ford. It almost happened in 80 when Ted Kennedy, who'd killed a lady a few years earlier, almost beat Carter, and LBJ stepped aside. Now, to be fair, when when Mary Jo Kopechny uh, died, uh, it was self-defense because if he was still in the car when she was found dead, then he would have looked more guilty. I didn't know that. I didn't read that. But the bottom line is... is, Those two instances, you did have... Have, you know the idea that like we we can't run this guy and and LBJ stepped aside even before the the challenge of the convention. So I'm just saying, even though it hasn't happened till the 18 since the 1800s. This is the time when the GOP is going to step up to the plate and say, thank you for your service, Mr. Trump. We can take it from here. Let's hope. Uh, I mean, I, you know, and here's the thing, though. If that happens, it's not like he's not going to run. You know, he would still run as a a third party of some kind. Well, it's possible, and that would mess everything up because then it would be automatic victory for the Democrats. Yeah, because you'd split the the Republican vote. Yeah. So in my make-believe mind, he never really wanted to be president. He's like, oh, my gosh, I won. And so now... Now, once he's done Mm -hmm. with his three more years, hopefully he'll just be done and be like, okay, I did what I needed to do. I was trying to, you know, revive The Apprentice, but now I got this whole He'll basically tell us that he thinks he'll be able to do more good out of the White House and one of those things. He will. He will do more good out of the White House. Instead of one of those, you know, I need to spend more time ignoring my kids. He'll go to Haiti and build homes. Right. (sighs) With Jimmy Carter. Because that would be the... Habitat for Haiti. That he won't Uh, pay the construction company for. Our Scott Brown in the chat points out... uh, uh, Kirsten Nielsen, yes, she was great as Red Sonia in the film. Uh, no, uh, that is indeed uh, her name, and uh, that was uh, the, the comment earlier that if, if Trump said shithole, she didn't hear it. Maybe she didn't want to hear it, you know? Uh, some people have very sensitive ears. Well, didn't they later on decide that he did say it, but they didn't know, they couldn't decide if he said shithole or shit place or shit something it's very confusing i mean you know not I, that it matters I, the, the, the operative at, word at, is, at this is point shit. you're splitting shit hairs <laughs> yeah. which i think are called How dingleberries can... thank you it's a very one of those gold shit com- countries <laughs> one of those beautiful shit countries yeah but you're right exactly. he should just own it at this point i mean I mean, at some point, you know, he will. You know, there'll be like a Comedy Central roast of Donald Trump. They'll do another one in like 10 years after he's not president anymore. And, uh, you know, he, he's probably oh, going yeah. to lean all on stuff. all this stuff. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But I think it's already played out. That's, that's really the end of the day. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure everything that the president says and does is recorded in some way. I'm sure there is a recording that where he says it, because if there was proof that he didn't say it, I think we would have seen it. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I have assumed that ever since Nixon, maybe they aren't taping in the Oval Office because it would just be so radioactive. But you're thinking maybe there is a secret taping system? I feel like, you know, who would be more paranoid than Dick Nixon would be President Trump. And I think that, uh, you know, maybe he's just recording it all on his iPhone. Well, we know that they're recording anytime (laughs) they are interviewed. There's an interview with the media. Yeah. That we know of based on the, the last story where he said... That he has a great relationship with Kim Jong Un, I, I think he said I'd have a great. He's saying I'd have a great relationship, but we are. And then they said, "Have the you ever spoken to him?" I'm not going to comment on that. 
How does somebody say, I think I have a great relationship with this guy, who he's been totally trashing, yeah. justifiably, right. the guy's a monster, but how does he say I have a great relationship with him, and then he has to admit that he hasn't ever spoken to him, and then he realizes, oh, I can't comment on it. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. The guy's a perpetual liar. But that, uh, that makes for a very effective politician, as, as we've found. Apparently so. so. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, Shareable Texas again. It's not the vulgar comment. It's the sentiment of not wanting people from an entire country. Um, you know, I, I think, though, he's kind of made it clear that it's not just a single country. There's a whole region where he doesn't want people to come from. Uh, you know, uh, in the Middle East, he doesn't want any of them to come here. So this is just sort of expanding it. It's pretty much just Norway and maybe like northern Sweden. And I don't know anywhere else that he wants people to come from, you know. So. So I I think that uh, he's probably just going to expand that wall around all 50 states and then uh, nobody's (laughs) going to be able to get it. We won't be able to get out, but uh, nobody's going to be able to get in. Uh, anyway, uh, you can guys can uh, you you fine gentlemen and ladies can continue commenting in the chat about this, uh, but let's move it along as we alluded to in the beginning of the show. Uh, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day, and he did indeed golf the day away. And usually, you go to some kind uh, of event, you might do some service. That was something that happened under the Obama administration, uh, but instead, he did play golf. Um, and I honestly think that. It makes sense, not just for the reason I said at the top of the show, which is that President Obama golfed a lot, but I think that the only black people that President Trump knows are caddies at his golf course. So that was why (laughs) he felt like he should spend some time with them. Well, Ben Carson, Carson. oddly enough, Ben Carson carried his bag on the back nine. So, uh, but uh, Royal, we'll start with you. Your thoughts about golfing away MLK Day. Is there any way he could be more tone deaf? A, he's in the middle of a huge controversy about the, the overseas stuff, and so he knew he had to somehow make it come back, but he didn't. But even without that as a background, it's Martin Luther King Day, and he plays golf? I mean, what is he thinking? Why wouldn't he want to send a message that he's a good guy, he respects the honor and the memory of Dr. King? I think, getting back to the Michael Wolff book of a few weeks ago, it shows that he's tone deaf. He doesn't connect the dots all he is focused on is his personal narcissistic needs. And speaking of black people, uh, maybe Oprah Winfrey is, is going to have uh, some poor, uh, part in his future because she hit it out of the park in the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of buzz about that. On the other hand, I think it's ironic that I, Republicans are probably rooting for her because they're probably saying to, uh, to themselves, you know, anybody the Democrats put up is going to beat Trump, whether it's Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden. But, but Oprah, there's a chance she could lose because it's so out there, a, another TV star. So uh, in that way, maybe the Republicans are rooting for Oprah. There's one person the Democrats could run that wouldn't be President Trump, and yep. that would be the person they run last time, Hillary Clinton. You right. think so? so? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fairly sure, but, you know, I do think that— She uh, won by tur- 3 million votes. That's true. I do think voter turnout would be higher than 55% yes. uh, <laughs> in the next election. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about Oprah uh, at some point. We talked about her a lot last week, so we may not actually talk about it. But uh, let me ask Tamara your thoughts about uh, President Trump uh, golfing yesterday. I do feel that that was on purpose. I think he, I don't know if it was tone deaf. I think he knew what he was doing. He's winking to his base that appreciates him ignoring 
MLK Day. But is there a chance that he doesn't realize that Tiger Woods is the only black golfer? Do you think he thinks that actually black people do enjoy playing golf? So it's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of the, one of their favorite activ- activities. Afterwards, he put some cardboard down on the street corner and he break he did some break dancing. I'm just look, I'm just spitballing here. I'm just trying to help. Didn't black people trade Tiger Woods for Eminem? <laughs> I didn't realize that. I there mean, was a trade. Tiger Woods mixed race. Maybe That's Trump's only acknowledging his Asian half, and I don't Does know. Does he like I them know. either, though? I mean, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, we know uh, how he feels I mean, towards China. He um, gets along with Kim Jong Un, right? As he says, yeah, well, they're, so. they're like best they're, friends. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I think to what Roy was saying earlier, Kim Jong Un, it, it's it's like the you pull the pigtails of the girl you have a crush on in, in the elementary school play, playground. Watch out for that, some people. Uh, but you know, and he, I think he just loves Kim Jong Un so much, and he just wants to be him. You know, if you think about the, you know, Kim Jong Un has like his own like mini Hollywood where they make movies about how great he is. He has, you know, basketball tournaments where they let him win by like a hundred points. Dictator, yeah. Envy. And I think that that's what he wants. You yeah. know, Tamara's point about how uh, he's pandering to the base about MLK. I hear that a lot, and yet here's why it doesn't resonate with me. He knows his base isn't going to leave him just because he makes a nice speech about MLK on MLK Day. They're that's with true. him. He knows he can read. He knows he's in the toilet in terms of polls, and so he has to reach out to go beyond his base. Why wouldn't he do something smart and appeal to somebody beyond the base knowing they're not going to leave him? I mean, is he just stupid? Maybe because he's inherently racist and does not want to give that to Martin This is like a theme show. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, I think... The narcissism coupled with the racism... And he doesn't want to give the glory and and the attention towards this black man who fought for civil rights. That he could, at that time he was what putting out an ad in the New York Times regarding the Central Park Five and trying to get them convicted. So maybe it's in his DNA. Why would he want to? Yeah, you know? no. Look, it's a it's it's interesting to to think about basically all those different things. I feel like you know he's not necessarily outwardly racist. He's just completely indifferent to the plight of people that aren't you know his billionaire friends or millionaire friends who pretend they're billionaires like he does. And uh, I think that you know he's just like yeah I, I don't have time for that. Um, I think it probably would have been more racist if he faked it and he like you know Fake. hung out with uh, Martin Luther King the third and he went to a black church and you know he did he did the walk to Selma across the bridge you know he did all this stuff uh, and then i think that would have been more racist yeah. because then it's like all right well now you're just messing with us see there's some words i won't say he with keeps, children in the room. He keeps <laughs> calling him michael luther king senior something yeah, like, that, yeah. Well, I, I just think that he has a, like a race um distinction like chip missing or something in him like do you remember when he called told april ryan one of the black reporters hey you can set up something with the black caucus right Oh, and, I do remember that. I forgot. She's, just, she's yeah. like, I'm just a reporter. And what then, a logical assumption. And then he called out the Korean woman and said, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're such, where are your people from? And she's like, oh, I'm from Manhattan, I think she said. Yeah. He's like, no, no, where are your people from? And he's oh, then, she, then he told, when she said Korean, he's like, we should have that pretty lady negotiate with Kim Jong-un. I mean, this man just has no... I don't know. I don't. Maybe he's on the spectrum. Like he can't oh, determine. He's, he's <laughs> like not mentally read healthy. race and like the appropriate means to uh, to address it. You know, there was an article in he was either the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times the last couple of days by I think a Yale chairman of the psychiatric department, and he was actually pushing back against the idea that Shrink should try to remotely diagnose him. And his point was, 
it's possible he's just a jerk and not mentally ill. Yeah. And he kind of built Assholism. a case for the fact that you, know, you don't have to be officially certifiably mentally ill to just be a jerk. And, and combine that with Trump's notion that, as he said in the campaign, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. That's how popular I am. Maybe that's what's motivating him golfing, because his attitude is, I don't have to do the right thing because I, I could shoot somebody. I could right. certainly play golf on January 15. Right. I mean, narcissism, though, we, we've got to give that to him. I think it's so obvious. And, I mean, to the to extreme narcissism, I would think that is mentally ill to that degree. Like, this is, I mean, I, he he's not a mentally stable person, but whether or not we should diagnose him, I don't see what, per, I don't see that what good that would do. It just would be a waste of time and money. Well, it, fe- it feeds into the 25th Amendment to the Constitution that says if you're unfit, then the VP and the and the cabinet, a majority, can get together, send a letter, and that becomes that makes the vice president acting president. And then the Congress gets to vote on it if the president pushes back. Two thirds majority in both houses of Congress would kick him out. Until the Democrats have a, a huge majority in Congress, maybe after 2018, it ain't going to happen. And you need the VP, right, and to go along with I, I that. I also I feel I like Mike, Mike Pence, Pence isn't going to do that unless his wife tells him he can. Yeah, well, that's are true. There, are there women in the cabinet? And if there are, he's not going to be allowed to meet with them without exactly. his wife. There are gals on the cabinet. See, the, that, the other exception, By the way, that surprises me. But anyway, go ahead. There is an exception of the Constitution that allows Congress to create a special body if the VP and the cabinet don't do the right thing. Now, that body could act, but still they would need two-thirds from... Senate and House. So there are different ways to yeah, do it. Yeah, and I, I feel like those numbers are, are too high. I don't, yep. I don't think that there's going to be this, you know, the the avalanche that would have that mm-hmm. kind of a swing uh, in, in November. Uh, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see. One thing I want to talk to you about before we run out of time, Royal, uh, because uh, we have two legal minds here on the panel, uh, Brooke and in, in Royal. In training, in training. But that's all right. You still have a legally based mind. You know, I mean, the, the depths of my legal training is Judge Judy. <laughs> uh, and back in the day, Judge Wapner. But um, talk a little bit about this idea that Trump is really focused on changing libel laws, which he talks about like it's this huge problem that's affecting, you know, millions of Americans, when really it's just a problem that's affecting you know him and Jay Z. Yeah, <laughs> not going to happen. Happen. Two quick points. Number one, he can't change them because they are state laws, and even if he had power at the federal government to do it by fiat, he can't. Secondly, uh, you know he's unhappy that people are saying nasty things about him. As we know from the uh, Paul Newman and Sally Field movie, Absence of Malice. If you're a public figure, uh, then you may not sue if somebody uh, lies about you unless you can prove that those folks had actual malice, meaning they knew they were lying about the famous person. So that's the rule. He's not going to change it. So for him to be able to sue like he would, I mean, it'd be kind of silly as president, he'd have to show that somebody absolutely knew they were lying. That's the libel law. He can't change that. Right. I was going to add, there's so, there's so much case law behind defamation, slander, and libel, and there's so many factors that, that you take into account. Um, like you mentioned, you, you have to show a provable, what's called a provably false fact that's been said about you. Right. Um, they have to look at context around what's been said, um, the specific wording of what's been said. It, it would just be too difficult for him to get around all of that. Right, and he's probably upset because he's... Right now, he's thinking, I don't eat anywhere near as much KFC and McDonald's as they say. It's all Popeyes and Burger King. How dare they try and impinge my good taste like that? Uh, which, by the way, is not being talked about nearly enough just how much fast food a 70-year-old man thinks he should eat. Um, he's all 239 pounds of him. Yeah, they said that he only gained like six pounds in the last two years, or just three pounds. And it's like, well, that's not even possible. Just look at pictures. Look at these pictures behind us that we have, for those of you watching on YouTube. You can see 
see, uh, that's that was put together uh, about a year ago. Uh, he definitely does not look like that anymore. Uh, you know, his head would not fit in that frame at, at this point. <laughs> or behind. Um, uh, we, again, only have a few more minutes. One of the things I wanted to kind of go around and ask everybody what they expect, and I'll start with Brooke, mostly because I haven't started with you yet tonight. What Thanks, do we Christian. expect from this Steve Bannon testimony? Uh, my answer is not the smoking gun that people think, but it'll be some kind of some kind of like really interesting thing for cable news and people will run with it but i don't think it's anything that legally is going to do in the president like people are hoping but well, I'm am i raining on your parade you're with raining that on my parade you yeah. know how i feel about all that's, of this that's how no doubt drexel would feel and how scott moore would feel if they were both here as well and <laughs> yes. chelsea so basically i'm raining on everyone's parade pretty much <laughs> okay well you know steve bannon and trump have had a love-hate relationship some days they're on the same time same team. Other days they're fighting against one another. We also know that Steve Bannon doesn't particularly like Jared Kushner, who's also up for grabs, so to say. So I, I think that he might give a little. And when I say give a little, I think that he's going to go for the push to show that there was some um, collusion, so to say, between Jared Jared and, and Russia. And especially if we follow the money, um, he'll be. I hope that he will give more information about that. But I don't think he's going to go for the jugular with Trump because I think he's still trying to preserve that relationship. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously got to preserve whatever the Steve Bannon business is going forward. I think he's going to make a lot of trouble for Trump, but not as much as he could. It's okay. sort of like it's a warning shot, you know, off the port bow. And isn't there were. just a motion recently filed to compel him to to he tried to invoke a privilege? I don't know if anyone read this that was that was not there a, right. a non executive privilege yeah they're trying to force him to talk and now they're trying to force him to talk and so you know we'll, i don't know we'll that's, that that's i don't know who, who that, if they have lawyers that are advising them on these fake privileges or what's going on but that sounds as difficult as compelling him to wash his hair i feel like it's probably not going to happen <laughs> tamra your thoughts about what we might get from the bannon testimony i don't spec i don't expect anything you know buzzworthy it's it's i i really don't know the only thing i could guess uh, just because he still, after uh, leaving Breitbart, he still doesn't have a place to go, right? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he, there might be an Alex Jones shout out or something to try to. That, it's funny you apply, say that because apply that's, for his next job. That's exactly what I said. People are like, "Well, where can he go now?" I'm like, "There's plenty. There's plenty of bandwidth on Infowars. Oh, gosh. You know, Alex Jones has plenty of room for him. You know, he can. You know, so that means <laughs> Bannon can go out there and say that you know, tragic shooting of children didn't happen and things like that. All that stuff that uh, we've heard Alex Jones say. Uh, what do you think, Royal, this Bannon testimony? And what do you think we'll get out of it? And what do uh, Republicans hope we don't get out of it? Well, Bannon, I don't think, knows much about Russia because throughout the time he worked for Trump, he maintained the fact that he absolutely had no contact with the Russians. And it turns out that's pretty much right. So even if he wanted to throw Trump under the bus, he doesn't have the information. Instead, he, he might help Mueller and the Congress in the sense that there might be evidence of obstruction of justice. I think that's where the case against Trump is going to be. You know, he sits in the Oval Office with the Russians and says, Oh, am I glad I got rid of that Comey guy because that... Russia thing. It was really pressure. That's the kind of thing where they're going to get mm-hmm. Trump. Uh, and finally, uh, I was talking in the intro about uh, how President Trump has averaged a 39% approval rating throughout the course of his first year in office. I firmly believe he doesn't care. It could go to 3.9% and he'll be like, great, you know, those are, those are just a bunch of losers. Uh, no, I, I've got the lowest approval rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's always talking about everything's the best and the greatest. At some point, 
I think worst is going to be the new best. You know, it's. It, I think we're we're heading that way as a country anyway. Uh, I I don't think that if let's just let's just assume he does want to run for re-election. I think even if he has people in his ear, like you know, you really got to work on that for real. He's like, I won once. Why can't I win again? I, I mean, I think it would probably be the body of work that he would leave behind him in, in the White House, but. Uh, Royal, do you think he cares about any of this? Do you think he cares about poll numbers? On the one hand, I feel like he would, but everything he says and does gives you the impression that he doesn't. The problem is, of course, he wants to win, and he's smart enough to know that 3% really sucks. The difficulty is it's kind of like if they tried to make you and me co-chairs of a nuclear power plant, uh, Christian. We would try our best, but we really would be bad at it. And that's the way Trump is. He's never been a politician. He doesn't know anything about government. He couldn't, you know, find the Constitution if his life depended on it. (laughs) And as a result, he doesn't connect the dots and realize how bad off he is. He won't listen to his advisors because he's not capable of listening to advice. So I think that's where we're at. And he's just going to hope that things go well in 2020. I guess you're right. That is that is what he's hoping, and uh, I yeah I don't think he's learned much from any of this. Uh, shareable Texas, one of our final comments, and I'm sorry that I'm only reading Shareable Texas tonight, but uh, Shareable Texas is on fire tonight. I keep saying that because I wanted to make another rap song for us. Uh, <laughs> Bannon was too weird for the Russian frat party that the Trumps and Kushner went to. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, there's something to be said for that. I think the Russians were like, no, they're afraid don't. he was going to drink all the vodka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're just sort of absorb it through all of it. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks to everybody who was in the chat, not just Shareable Texas. Thanks to everyone who was in the chat. And uh, thanks to our star-studded panel, uh, Royal Oaks. Uh, everybody can find you at Royal Oaks. And uh, I know you have a, a show that you do every week, I believe. Yes. Where it, can that be found? It is on crntalk.com and on YouTube, and it's called The Royal Oaks Show. We couldn't think of any better title. Well, I mean, when you're Royal Oaks, that's probably the thing to call it. Don't call it the Donald Trump show. That would confuse people. Uh, (laughs) And is that on Sunday nights or is it? Saturdays at 3 p.m. I was way off on that. Well, it was close. It was the weekend. You were on the weekend. And uh, Tamara, people can find you. On social media at HeyTamara and on Twitter, HeyTamara underscore. HeyTamara underscore. So, other hey, Tamara. And Brooks Elise, where can people find you? Mine's easy, Brooks Elise TV on all social media. And me, you can find me at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. And I have blatcast.com, B L A D T C A S T. And go over to podcastone.com where you can find every Tuesday the Red Circle Sports Podcast that I'm co hosting with Mr. Dennis Miller. It is all sports, not politics. It's so much fun to not talk politics, so you can find that. But anyway, we will see everybody next Tuesday at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Thanks, everybody. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 